Hey, I'm Adi. And I'm Savannah, and we're the Politos. We are here talking about simplifying our life, growing and loving our family, and learning about the world. And today we're talking about Duolingo. Yeah, we are. But before we get to that, but, big, big update. Mm-hmm. I took my first step in rediscovering my style you in did? 2023. No way. Which was do? cutting my hair. Oh, yeah. I consider that part of the process. Yeah, it's a big one. You cut your own hair. I cut my own hair. You didn't go get a haircut. No. I followed a YouTube tutorial. I bought a pair of hair cutting scissors off of Amazon. How much was it? I was like, I don't know, $10 or something. Wow. For the scissors and the comb. <laughs> and Did you use a comb? Yeah. Wow. Followed the, tu- the tutorial. I was scared. Emotions were running high. But I did it all by myself with no help. Dang. And there was a moment where I thought I may have made a huge mistake. Yeah. Like before I started cutting, I was like, I don't know if I should do this. And then I did it. And then I'm pretty happy with the results. Uh Uh-huh. So I think I cut off maybe seven inches, eight inches, something like that. That's a lot. Would you say? Yeah. I think so. My hair was pretty long. It was like down... like almost all the way down my back. Yeah. And now I cut it to like just past my shoulders. That's crazy. Yeah. So That's a lot of hair. I know. Have you ever heard the quote, a woman who changes her hair is about to change her life? <laughs> yeah, I think you mm-hmm. told me that like yesterday. No, I didn't. I heard we that. We heard that on some something, um, like a podcast or something we were listening to. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's funny. I think it might be a quote from Coco Chanel. I'm not sure who that is, but... Well, cool. Anyway, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I know that you were skeptical. Very. You didn't think I was going to be able to do it, like N- that I would pull it off. I thought that you were going to try and then not like the end result. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I have. D- you, I've done some like DIY hair stuff in the past. Oh, really? Um, and I'd say my track record is like. 70% positive, 30% negative. Wow. But it's been a while since I've tried anything yeah. on my own hair. A long while. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, uh, and I've never done something that drastic on my own hair, ever. That's nuts, ever, yeah. Ever. That's crazy. So, you saved about like $100. Yeah, pretty much. That's how much it, it it is for you to get a haircut. Yeah. That's crazy because when I get a haircut, it's like 20 bucks. <laughs> I know. You should go to my uh, uh, hair salon. Yeah, no. Actually, I <laughs> what? have... Uh, you, what? What's wrong with my hair salon? Well, I've gone to like Supercuts type places. This is not a Supercuts. Okay. Isn't Supercuts where you got your last haircut though? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've, I went to like a place like that. I think a Supercuts years ago. And I sorely regretted it. Oh. And I'm not trying to, like, speak badly of them. No. Um, because they definitely have their place. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway. I think they're like the Little Caesars of uh, the hair salon, right? <laughs> you can say that. I or, guess. like, Pizza yeah. Hut, maybe? They're just, like, there's a lot of them. Right. You know? And they're, like, maybe not the highest quality. I don't think they are. But they have their place. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, anyway, yeah, so that, it went better than I 
had anticipated, honestly. Yeah. I was impressed. I mean, it looks great. It, Thank you. It looks like the way it should be. <laughs> um, it should be. Yeah, it doesn't look like funky no, or weird. No. Or, yeah. So, well well done. Thank you. Yeah, that I was shocked, and uh, but you did it. So... Um, do you know the name of the scissors and the, the name of the YouTuber? So for some people out there that might be interested in doing the same yeah, thing. Yeah, the scissors, I'm trying to think. I think it was just like Amazon's choice. It was like. Oh, really? Um. I thought that, that maybe the YouTuber like had recommended these. No, okay. I, I think the scissors were called like Kulala or something like Kulala. that. Kulala? Something like that. But the YouTuber is Brad Mondo. Uh-huh. He's a pretty big like hair cutting youtuber analyst <laughs> hair um what's the word stylist yeah he um he's a professional hair stylist and he makes these videos where he like reacts to diy hair cutting fails and stuff like that yeah um but he actually the video that i followed he made it during quarantine mm-hmm. um when a lot of people were having to like cut their own hair yeah so he made this video called like how to cut your hair at home and not ruin it yeah and so he was like very specific and I made sure to follow all of his steps because he always like watches people try to do it. And then he was like, I said to do blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like one of the things was he said to like, you have to straighten your hair first. Like it has to be bone straight wow. when you cut it. Yeah. Um. So, because normally if like a hairdresser is cutting your hair, they yeah. will um cut it wet. Yeah. Okay. But he said to do it dry because since you know i'm not a professional like yeah. you're not a professional at home he was saying that you can see more of what you're doing if it's dry yeah and so he said do it dry but it has to be bone straight or else it's going to end up uneven wow so anyway so i followed all the steps did all the little ponytails yeah cut it the way he said yeah, I, I kept looking um, at you, and every, like, 10 minutes, I'm like, she's still braiding her hair. Not braiding her hair, but, like, straightening your hair. And it, that that process was maybe, like, an hour. Uh, well, not the straightening part, but, yeah, straightening it and then but, getting it into the ponytails. But altogether, like, getting it ready. Like the prep work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before I actually started cutting it. Once I started cutting it, it took, like, five minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it was, like, about an hour of prep, and then about five yeah, because I didn't want to rush into it and get impatient. Yeah. I just wanted to, you know, take my time. Yeah. Do it right. That's the difference between you and I. It's like whenever we say that we can do something for you, it, it takes like a day or two to do it. And for me, it takes me like a week a week or two to do it. Or more. Or more. Yeah, I'm like, I want to do this thing. I'm going to do it. That's why I've, I've said like sometimes day zero is like the hardest day for me. Because... <laughs> I t- it takes me a long time to do it. Yeah, I got to make sure all you know, every the, all the stars are aligned, and I everything. know you do. <laughs> but you did it, and good for you. Uh, Thank I'm really you. proud of you. Thank you so much. So now you should do mine. I would love to. Nine inches. Get get that puppy out of here. I want to yeah. cut yours shorter than mine. Really? I want to cut it like to your shoulders. You want it? You want to have the long hair and the. In the relationship. <laughs> yeah. No, I think that I should cut your hair like to your shoulders. Maybe. A fresh start. And then if you want to grow it out again, go ahead. Yeah. But you can you can decide. Okay. We'll see. But it'll look way nicer because you haven't had a haircut in like four and a half years. Yeah. And 
it's very straggly it's very crazy yeah you never wear it down because it's just a mess it is so i think you should let me cut it pretty short and then you could go from there okay sounds good sounds good well in other news we went to disneyland and um it was almost a bust before (laughs) disneyland last week we said something happened we don't talk about it Multiple things happened. Yeah, some happened. It was almost a bust. Um, yeah. So, but we ended up going to Disneyland, and we were there for the longest consecutive days. Like, it was the longest trip to Disneyland. It was four days. I think we've done four days before, haven't we? I don't think so. Mm, I thought we did. Because at the end of it, we were like, I think four days is too much. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. But it was very fun. It was not relaxing, but it was fun. It was what? It was not relaxing. Oh, I thought it was, was going to be so... Uh, I mean, some parts of it was relaxing. Really? What part? Um, <laughs> like, I think day two or three, like, we went to the park in the morning and then came back around two. And after that, we never came back. We never yeah, went. but I was also working. <laughs> That's true. But then we had a chance to go back and we never did. We just stayed at the hotel. Okay, so yeah, that like two hours... Was relaxing. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I was. A, I'm saying overall, the trip. It was not a relaxing vacation, but it was a very fun vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was good. Um, so we did a lot, and it was Miguel's second time at Disneyland, and mm-hmm. it was fun. Uh, we he is he's a lot more uh, patient and aware of just things, and also a lot more opinionated. He is. Yeah, when he doesn't like something, he will tell you and. He he's a good traveler. Oh, he is for sure. We took a lot of uh, pictures, and he posed, and it was <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, yeah. So, so that was fun. But the thing we want, we want to talk about is one thing in particular. We do, right? Are we going to talk about it? I thought that's why you wanted to talk about. I it. didn't say that. You said, "What are you going to talk about about Disneyland?" And I said, "Just a recap." Oh, but if uh, you want to talk about it, we can. I think we should. This this is a PSA. Oh boy, yeah, but it's just traumatic. And it also kind of makes me feel like a bad parent, but but yeah, we should talk about it. But here, here's the thing: we didn't really, we didn't really know, right? But uh, yeah, but we can talk about it. I think it's good. Yeah. So here's what we learned. Here we go. We learned that you can't trust the cast members. Period. Or I'm the, just like Disneyland altogether. Yeah, you can't. Not in, <laughs> not period. But when you are, so the rides have different like categories of who they're appropriate for whether it's like some of them have a height requirement some of them have like it says it's for teens for adults for whatever yeah and then a lot of them are classified as for all ages mm-hmm. and those are like safe for kids yeah and um if it says all ages that also means that like they allow babies little babies little babies to go on the rides there's some rides that like we went into the trip pretty much knowing which rides we were going to take Miguel on. Yeah. And so we didn't really do that much research because we kind of knew. We were like, okay, he can go on. We were thinking about Small World. We were thinking about like... Um, emotional Whirlwind. Emotional Whirlwind, the Monsters, Inc. ride, maybe the Carousel. Yeah. So we had some in mind that we were very familiar with. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do a lot of research about like what rides we should take him on because we just knew. Yeah. But Disneyland has a brand new ride. Mm-hmm. That's called Mickey's Runaway Railway. Yeah. It's from, they have it in Disney World, but it's brand new to Disneyland. 
so we've never been on it before obviously it just opened like weeks ago yeah so we were we wanted to i wanted to see if we could get passes to go on it because you have to like do do a virtual queue thing blah blah blah. so i thought it'd be cool to try it out because it's brand new so we're like let's just try we ended up getting passes we were so excited um, because it's kind of difficult to get on right now Mm -hmm. um it's not really fully open so we were so excited we were looking forward to it all day waiting for our time to go the time comes we go into toontown where the ride is and we our plan was that we were going to do rider switch which Mm -hmm. is a thing that they have at disneyland where if you have like a baby or somebody who can't ride a particular ride Mm -hmm. then one person can wait in the line and then um, the other person waits with the baby. Mm-hmm. And then you switch places and the second person gets to go in through like a faster way and they don't have to yeah. wait through the whole line again. So we get to the ride. We get to Mickey's Runaway Railway. We've been waiting all day for this. And we walk up to the front with our passes and I say, can we do rider switch? Yeah. And on the app it said, yes, you can do rider switch. Mm-hmm. But it's brand new so we weren't exactly sure. Yeah. Um, so I say, can we do rider switch? And she says... She pauses, like she was thinking about it, like nobody had ever asked her that before. <laughs> and she says, no, you can't do rider switch because everyone can ride together. And I didn't really know what she meant at first. I was a little confused. I was a little shocked. And then she says it again. Yeah. And I was like, what? And then, and then you said, oh, so he can ride? And he... Um, Miguel was like, um, I was wearing him in like a ring sling. Yeah. So she could clearly see him. Yeah. And um, she she said, and I quote, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So we were like, okay. I had, both of us had like a little bit of knowledge of the ride. And we both were kind of thinking like, I didn't think it was appropriate for babies. Yeah. But she was so confident. Yeah. So, so confident in saying like, mm-hmm. oh, absolutely. So we get in line. The whole like queue area was really cool. We're walking through. Um, Miguel's looking at stuff. Mm -hmm. And we get on the ride. Mm -hmm. It's a little train. We're so excited. Um, The ride starts. There's this like happy music, blah, blah, blah. And then it takes a turn. It really does. Literally. Yeah. And it becomes the most jerky, like jolting ride ever yeah and i you were holding miguel i look over at him and he is scared yeah he is truly scared he starts to cry i just like instinctively just like took him from you and was just like like holding on to him really close and um the whole rest of the ride was just like super jerky i was personally having a hard time staying in my seat Mm-hmm. because of how jerky it was and there was nobody else in our row yeah so i was sliding all over the place trying to hold on to him i was scared like yeah. it, i had a feeling in my heart of like actual real danger not just like for him yeah okay yeah yeah for him not yeah. for myself just like <laughs> but it, it wasn't the feeling of like oh i'm on a roller coaster and this is like scary but it's so fun yeah it was like i felt like he was actually in danger. Yeah. And I was very scared. And we get off the ride and then we just were like looking at each other and I was like, I feel like we traumatized our baby yeah. going on this ride. Yeah. So in the end, he was fine and everything was okay. But we learned that you cannot trust the, what they tell you about like rides that babies can go on. The system, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And 
we 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 get off the ride. We sit down. We uh, we're there for like twenty minutes, just kind of like debriefing. Yeah, talking about it. And then I uh, we're close to the exit where people get off of the ride, and I I'm trying to like see like are there are there any other babies? Yeah. And um, I didn't see any other babies. I saw like toddlers, yeah. older babies, and like oh man. Um, because I'm sure they experienced the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, we did see one baby. A little older than Miguel, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so oh, we were mad. We were like sad for mm-hmm. him and all that stuff. And we did our best to make sure we kind of sandwiched him between us, uh, in oh. the ride. And, uh, okay. I felt bad too, because, um, uh, I had seen a walkthrough like video on YouTube and um but there's no way the you video, can know yeah, how like say, jerky it was the video also was like there's a lot of dark things and you really know how fast things go yeah and whatever, so um and, but i did hear that it was it's similar to the rides of the resistance ride um there's some certain elements that are similar to that and so i totally forgot about that um and now i know why after like writing this ride i'm like oh yeah there's some jerky things that are so I, similar to the to that ride uh-huh but anyway so um I'm sure if you people are listening, if you if y'all written this ride, you know how crazy that, that might be for babies. Yeah. So it was pretty intense. Um, yeah. So that being said, I want to look at the attractions that say on the Disneyland app that say it's for all ages and all heights. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to see if. We'll, we'll see if we give them a thumbs up or thumbs down. Yeah, whether that's like for you can if you can actually if we think you could actually go on it with yeah. a baby. And we're gonna have babies or Miguel in mind, like if it's actually okay yeah. for babies. He's four months old. Yeah. So obviously this depends on the age and and everybody also might have different opinions on it, but I think that I mean in our opinion doesn't seem like some of these are really very safe right and i'm shocked that they say any height any age yeah yet there's some some elements in that ride that you that are not baby safe and again they were looking right at him they knew that we were talking about like a small baby <laughs> yeah yeah not like a toddler or whatever yeah okay okay so should i start in california adventure or disneyland um and i'll try to go pretty quick because yeah, there's start, a lot start in disneyland Okay, sounds good. All right. Um, let's go to Tomorrowland. And the first one says Astro Orbiters or a- Astro Orbiter. Um, I don't know. It's been too long since I've been on it. It's probably fine. Based on, I, I haven't been on this, but based on what it is, all it is is it goes in circles. Is that oh, too fast? Oh, that one, that one. Yeah. yeah, it's probably fine. But I, we haven't been on it, so we can't really say. No. Yeah. Okay. Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters. That's what I was thinking of. And I think that one's fine. Yeah. It's a little noisy. It's a little loud, uh, a little crazy, but I think it's like, yeah. Okay. For most of these rides, I would recommend getting one of those like ear cancellating, noise cancellating, noise cancellation headphones. There you go. Yeah. Um, well, what about the monorail <laughs> that shows up here as a attraction? I mean, I think it's fine. Just You just have to be aware that it does kind of give you a little jolt when you first start. Yeah. Okay. But it's probably fine. Heading to Fantasyland, Peter Pan's Flight. Oh, it's been a while since I've been on it, but yeah, probably fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all right. It's not It's not fast. No, it's not fast, and I don't think it's very jolty. No. P- Pinocchio's Daring Journey. It's a little loud. 
So this is where you you would bust out your uh, headphones, but yeah, I think it, it's I think it's fine. Fine. Yeah, Keen Authors Carousel, hundred percent fine. Yeah. Uh, Casey Junior Cir- uh, Circus Train, hundred percent fine. Okay, what about Dumbo Flying the the Flying Elephant? Yeah, I would think it's fine. It seems pretty smooth. And Similar not, to not the Astro Orbiter, it's the yeah. same same thing. Yeah. Okay, what about this one? Mad Tea Party. Oh, the teacups. Yeah. Um. Okay, so if you're not, because you can control how fast you spin, mm-hmm. but also I'm just trying to think like how jerky is it? It's pretty smooth, huh? It's pretty smooth. Uh, I remember um, I went for the first time. Um, the only time I've been on that ride was with my sister, like a few months back. Uh-huh. And I remember spinning that sucker, that wheel, and you do get dizzy. But uh, yeah, but so you at one can point, choose not to. At one point, yeah, it. we were like, okay, let's just stop, and it was okay. I yeah, think. it might be fine. I think that I would just um, avert your baby's eyes because they might get pretty dizzy, <laughs> you know? Do babies get dizzy? Huh. I don't know. Question for another time. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, what about this one that we, we wanted to do, but we ended up not doing it because of time? The ca- the Storybrook Land Canal Boats. 100%. That one's so peaceful. Super, super chill. It's like, it's like an outdoor... Um, uh, just a little boat ride. Yeah, it's like an outdoor, uh, small world, but it, it's yeah, not but there's like, no music. There's no music there's, at all. It's just like very chill. Yeah, it's like a story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about the Alice in Wonderland ride? I kind of remember that one being a little jerky. Yeah. So I don't know. I'd have to go on it again to judge. It's a little loud. Like, yeah, it, I'm not as worried about, about the loudness. No. I'm more thinking of how how fast and how like jerky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about it's a small world. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. Loud, but I mean, but fine, fine. Let's head on to. Let's see. Okay, Adventure Land Jungle Cruise. Yeah, I think it's fine. Fine. Yeah. Okay, this one is the one that um that we went on and we were and told, they tried to convince us to take him. Yes, and that is the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And I was so shocked when I went on it again. How like that they thought it was okay for babies i would definitely say no to that no no one. no yeah so um it was a long it's been a while since we both rode that ride because it mm-hmm. was like down for for months and stuff yeah and um there's two big dips mm-hmm. at the very beginning like big drops mm-hmm. that are pretty fast pretty fast and i think that's why we have to say no yeah to this one yeah besides that like it's kind of scary but if you're it's not worried scary, about that dark it'd be fine except for those two big dips at the beginning like they're very fast okay and then the last one of um in disneyland is we need the poo the ride yeah i think it's fine yeah. very overstimulating i'm sure but totally fine yeah all right now, now let's head on to california adventure and uh, start off with monsters inc yeah, good, I think. Pretty good. Similar to Wing the Pooh, Alice in Wonderland rides. It's just, you know, loud and that's it. All right, what else? Um, oh, The Little Mermaid. Yeah, we took Miguel on that one. Yeah, we did. And it was so, good. It was so good. All right, there's like th- three more here. Um, okay, this is the Pixel Pal around. Swing, oh, that's it. Oh, the what? swinging and non-swinging. Uh, that's a carousel. Oh, the carousel. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not no. sure about the swinging, but definitely the non-swinging. Not the swinging one. The swinging is so scary. Yeah, but I don't know. Babies might not be scared of it though. Who knows? Oh. 
All right, uh, two more. The Toy Story Midway Mania. Midway Mania. I would say no to that. Yeah. Thumbs down. It's very jerky. Yeah, it is. Very jerky. Super fast. Similar to, um, oh, another time when they told us, like, yeah, you could bring your baby. Uh, That was when we both wanted to do uh, Web Slingers. The ride at Adventureland. Sorry, at uh, at Avengers Campus. Wait, that's all ages? Yeah. What? Oh, well, you said... Wait a minute. No, it's not. Um, because when we were... I was telling the um, the people, the cast members, I was like, hey, uh, we have a baby, and we're doing the, the ride the, the, the ride to switch. And she said, like, you guys could come. And I was like, well, no, we don't want the baby to come. Mm-hmm. But it's not showing up here as, like, all ages. That's weird. So it's definitely not all ages. Similar to that one with a Toaster Mania. Um, they're both very jerky. You go super fast. I would say that Midway Mania is more jerky. A little bit more. Yeah, more yeah. intense. Um, yeah, so definitely don't go take your, don't t- don't take your baby there to Toy Story Mania. And the last one is the Jesse's Crater Carousel. I think it's fine. It's a carousel. We, we haven't been on that one, but no. But yeah. what about um, Emotional Whirlwind? Oh, it's not showing up here. That's weird. That's weird. I well, here's what I did. I did preschoolers. I should have clicked on all ages. Let me click on all, all ages. Um, I did all any height and then um, preschoolers. Oh, it's not showing up. That is weird. Hmm. Maybe the um, any height might be like you could go if you have an adult. So let me just click on all ages. Still not showing up. Maybe it's down for some reason or something. But yeah, maybe it's just not showing up because it's not available right now or something. Yeah. So now I wonder if we missed some, but um, that's fine. I, I don't think so. We yeah. talked about a lot of them. But anyway, that is that is our our. Um, that's just our opinion. Our opinion. So, <laughs> you know, it's up to your baby and you as it's a parent. Up to your baby, yeah. But uh, we wouldn't take uh, Mikael on one of those. You know, those rides we talked about. Um, so that's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's get onto the nitty gritty, and we are gonna, and we are gonna talk about Duolingo. So we're we have both used Duolingo and are both currently using Duolingo. Not a sponsor. But if yeah. you don't know what it is, it's a language learning app, mm-hmm. and so it has many different languages that you can select from, and it takes you through lessons mm-hmm. um, to learn a second language or a third mm-hmm. or a fourth or whatever. Yeah, and. Um, so, Adi, would you like to tell us your achievement? My achievement? Yes. Your accomplishment? I, as of today, I have a 380-day streak on Duolingo. Yeah. So, that, over a year. Over a year now. That's and exciting. And that was the main goal for 2022, to do Duolingo every day, mm-hmm. and to eventually break the the year-long streak. Yeah. Right? And, not break uh, not break it but make it yeah <laughs> and i did it so mm-hmm. uh this year's goal for duolingo is to keep doing duolingo every day and to do it for 15 minutes so last year mm. i didn't uh, have like a, a time it was just stamp, do like at least a lesson just to do it and i i want to do 15 for this year then i'll explain why in a bit okay so anyway so i did it and i first started with committing to like a whole month 
And then from that, I thought, okay, like the long, long term is a whole year, mm-hmm. but I want to focus on like baby steps. Yeah. So the first month was kind of like the, the big, big step. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I thought, okay, like I think when I want to definitely do a 90 day like streak. Mm-hmm. I think that would be awesome. Three months, I think. I think to me, I, I think um, science. Science might, might say that, like, it takes about, what, like, 30 days to create a habit? I think it's 14. 14? 14 days? I think we've talked about this before. I think we have. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know why, but I thought three months is, like, a good a good long time for you to mm-hmm. really have, like, hone in that habit. Yeah. And so, I thought, okay, that's why 90 days, uh, having a 90-day streak is is a really good goal to hit. Because I think at the end of the 90 days, I have already kind of established a good routine, a good like ritual, a good uh, habit with Dolingo. Yeah. And I would say that I did. I think that 90 days, the first 90 days were, were a little hard, were fun, exciting. Um, just seeing like the my streak increase, increase, increase. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that those first three months were, were strong. Yeah. Um, and then... After the 90 days, um, it just kind of became a rinse and, re- rinse and repeat type of thing mm-hmm. uh, until hitting the, the year-long streak. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so I have some questions for you mm-hmm. as somebody who has completed a year of Duolingo. And then throughout this, we're, I, I think we're both also going to share just like things that we like about it, some takeaways, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because you've done Duolingo, you're doing it too, and uh, your goal for this year is to do a a year um, streak Yeah, as as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so my first question for you is, why did you choose Duolingo? Oh, good question. Uh, I chose this app because I, actually, I joined Duolingo like in 2013 or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, so when I was in college, I heard about, Duolingo. Okay. And that's when I thought there's a cool app and it's free. Number mm-hmm. one is free. And I think it was the best, um, most popular app out there Yeah, to learn a language. And so that's why I decided to stick with that. Okay. Yeah. So easy, easy access, popular. And I heard a lot of people doing it. So I was like, why not? Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next question. The obvious question is what language? Were you learning, or are you learning? Um, I, there was there was like a, maybe three languages that I have on my like profile that okay. I like lear- learning or whatever. Um, but the biggest one that that I did this year, last year, was French. That okay. was the one that I just stick with. And Is that uh, what you're still working on? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other two are um, Italian. And it's Spanish, just to work on my Spanish, but and I'm fluent in Spanish. But uh, Italian was also one that I had a lot. Actually, when I was starting to uh, last year, when I started doing the the year long streak, at the very beginning, I was looking at like my profile, and and I noticed that Italian had the most uh, experience points. Mm. Yeah, you know, and and what Duolingo does, it gives you like XP, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And so I saw that Italian had more, had like three times more than French, really. And and then I think Spanish was like the third place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, when you started last year. Yeah, yeah, and that just shows you like how that that I was 
practicing Italian more than French and Spanish. Okay. Yeah. But all last year you did French. I did. All last year French. Okay. Nothing but French. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My next question, why <laughs> French? You know me, right? So I've talked about like <laughs> how, I cho- how to, <laughs> I ended up choosing my major, mm-hmm. right? I like... I looked at the list and one by one, so I say, nope, nope, yet, yeah, maybe, maybe. That's what I did with uh, the languages. Really? I looked at, <laughs> I looked at kind of like a list. Okay. And I tapped in in Google, like, what language in the world do most people speak? Yeah. And English is up there. I see um, Chinese is one of them. Mm-hmm. Spanish is up there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, I think French was, I think, in fifth place or so. Okay. I forgot what was in fourth place. But um, I thought, okay, cool. Like, I love traveling. And, and at, during that time in college, um, when I was looking into all this stuff, I was traveling. Yeah. And so then I started to look at, like, all these, like, French-speaking countries and places. So I thought, okay, like, obviously France is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haiti is also another one. Um, yeah. Some parts in Canada is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And then some others, um, I think in Africa. Um, and I'm like, well, there's not a lot of countries out there, but I think still French is, is really um, enticing. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and then, and so that's when I started just thinking, I think I'm just going to stick with French. Okay. Um, okay. I wanted to now talk about just like a few things, a few of the things that we both really like about Duolingo. Okay. And like what we think why we think it it's a good language learning app mm-hmm. again not sponsored but yeah. I thought this would be interesting to talk about so i wrote down a couple things which the first ones you kind of already well you touched on a little bit of this i said that it's um very accessible mm-hmm. because it is free yeah um but besides being free it's also like very um simple it's very like user friendly for like how to use it and also um very like bite-sized lessons right so it's not like overwhelming to like sit down and be like okay i have to do this like 30 minute lesson Mm -hmm. you can do a lesson in like three to four minutes Mm -hmm. and so it's very just like very very accessible Mm -hmm. um it's also i feel like the way that the lessons are laid out is really well thought out with a lot of repetition. So mm-hmm. you're getting the oh, yeah. same words many, many times, but used in different contexts, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. So I think that the way that the lessons are laid out is just very, um, very well made. And, um, and it gives you enough of that repetition to really learn those words and learn how to use them. Mm-hmm. One thing I also really enjoy about it is that it expands your vocabulary in that language naturally. Mm-hmm. So there's not lists of vocabulary words for you to just like study and memorize. Yeah. It introduces new language just like in context. So it'll yeah. just give you like a sentence that you're familiar with, with like one new word. Yeah. And then you can, you can like reveal what that word means. And so it's a very kind of like subtle and like gentle way of giving like expanding your vocabulary Mm -hmm. which is really nice and it just feels very Mm non-intimidating um it also has the option of where you can speak out loud Mm -hmm. which is a really cool feature i think that's 
newer maybe like i don't know if they had that at the beginning or maybe they did i don't know not the beginning but yeah they i think introduced that maybe i don't know like past few years yeah yeah and so you can for many of the questions there's a sentence or something for you to say out loud so you have to practice speaking it out loud which is really vital to learning the language and then last but not least um last thing i wrote down for reasons why i like it is um it incorporates now stories Mm -hmm. which is really cool because i think that there's a big difference between seeing like one sentence sort of out of context Mm -hmm. and being able to understand it answer questions about it etc but Mm -hmm. having but being able to like follow along to a whole story like a whole short story is like it feels very different and it kind of feels like a big accomplishment to be able to like follow through the whole thread of the story um so i think that's really cool to have that like aspect in there yeah i i was very shocked one one day when i was listening to a story and I was so shocked, like to that, I was able to keep up. Yeah, same. And really understand the what they were saying. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. Because in that story, there was like some new words, and and it was just very shocking. But like, I was able to really um, translate in my mind yeah. that sentence and and phrase, and I was like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. So that was really cool. Yeah, it's a good like feeling of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are there any other things besides what I mentioned that like you really like about the app? It's accessible, very accessible. Like we talked about, uh, it's uh, free. I think that's the biggest catch. Is yeah, that it is free. Uh, the, there's some ads at the end of the lessons. Um, that's how they make their money. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really take away from the experience. Much. It does not. Yeah. And uh, one thing I like about this is that if you're using the free uh, version of this is that you do have some hearts, uh, like five hearts out of five, they equal lives. Like yeah. If you mess up, you one heart is taken you away. Lose a life. Uh, you lose a, you yeah. lose a heart. Yeah. Yeah. And if you end up with zero hearts, you could buy more, mm-hmm. right? With the, the fake currency that that you get you earn yeah um, from doing more lessons and stuff and if you run out of that fake currency you could buy with real money yeah more of those right but also if you run out of hearts then uh and you don't want to buy more you just lose your progress in that lesson and then after a certain amount of time your hearts will refill yeah or you could also just um practice in order to earn yes uh, a heart you can kind of practice simple lessons and it'll give you hearts for that yeah sometimes the app will ask like you want to watch it this uh quick little ad to get one more heart yeah and and so anyway that's a cool element about that is that there's there's the that consequence if you get one thing wrong then you lose a heart totally and, and i think that if you're spe- especially if you don't want to spend real money or whatever um there's that there's that uh consequence it's yeah. so so i think it real as a learner you want to be very cautious about r- the 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 problem or the question that's being yeah. asked so it does feel like it's a challenge totally you know um we both used the free um, we did like a free trial of the uh, um, the up- upgraded Duolingo app. I don't think you, I have. You haven't? Well, I have. Um, and for like a week or two. And, yeah. um, and you have unlimited hearts. Mm-hmm. The problem with unlimited hearts is that, again, that no challenge. Stakes. 
there's no stakes at all. Yeah. You can mess up as much as you want. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be as careful. Yeah. So that, and it, like, it just depends on like the person. If you are a person where like you, you know, you, there's no consequence or there's no risk there. You can just like, mm. you know, you're, you're going to figure out the answer later on. Right. Cause yeah. it, it'll tell you at the end, if you mess up, tells you like, there's the answer. Yeah. So, so now it becomes like a memory game of like, okay, I remember it was this. Exactly. Right? And it's not as much of actually like thinking it through. Yeah. So um, that's the biggest thing that I like about this free um, version of the lingo is mm-hmm. that there, there's a, the risk, that challenge. Yeah. Um, and so I would say that was the biggest one. Um, and I think you mentioned everything else that yeah. the lingo has. And along with that, along with the hearts, I'm glad you brought that up because so you can totally just like stay in your own lane, do your own thing, you know, do your lessons and just do it purely for like your own, or, you know, just kind of like do your own like dedicated routine of doing your lessons. But yeah. I like how the app also includes different challenges and things mm-hmm. that you can do. Um Yeah. Like, there's daily challenges that change from day to day. Mm-hmm. There's monthly challenges. Like, I finished the February challenge. Yeah. And stuff like that. And I think it does actually, like, motivate me, personally. Mm-hmm. There's leaderboards. Yes. So, you can, like, move up to, like, the next league yeah. in the leaderboard and stuff like that. And that actually does motivate me to be like, oh, I should, like, do a couple extra lessons today so that I can move up on the leaderboard. Yeah. And, like, I finished first, number That's one, awesome. on the leaderboard one one time, and I was, like, very proud of that. that is, yeah, <laughs> it does feel good when you finish first. Yeah. I've done that maybe, like, five times total, like, nice. the whole year. Yeah. Um, That's not a lot. <laughs> but... uh <laughs> But it does feel good, and and I think that those things are are there to motivate you. And like for each person, like you might have a different um, motivation, but there's a lot there in the lingo. And so I think yeah. it's it's really good. Um, I I wasn't as motivated to move up in the league last year um, mm-hmm. as as much as this year now, but I think that um, with spending more time um, this year doing 15 minutes every day, I think it's going to um, those little motivators are going to be there. You know, they're, they're going to yeah. help me with that. Yeah, I was telling you, I'm also really motivated by the like legendary um, like status. Yeah. So you can for each lesson, which there's lots of lessons. For each one, you can like become legendary at it by completing like a hard long lesson. But you have it's to like a review for the lesson. Yeah, but yeah. you have to pay gems. Yeah, in order to do the legendary lesson, and so. I'm like, okay, I have to earn more gems so I can yeah. do the legendary lessons so that I can get, like, the legendary. It turns it, like, gold on your little learning journey. Little map, yeah. Yeah, and so I'm just, like, uh, very motivated by that as well. Yeah, and the gems, are that's the fake currency we, we mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, those are cool little things there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really funny, but it's it, it does help you. So yeah. Dolinka knows what they're doing, and totally. um, they recently came up with that update, uh, maybe like two months ago, three months ago, um, with all the stuff that we were most of the stuff that we're mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, the there are certain things that weren't there when I was doing it last year. Yeah. Um, and so with the update, it's like. It, it kind of removed all of my progress and and they really because there's a new map yeah so i was kind of oh. starting from scratch but you can also like test into a higher level you can yeah yeah, yeah. but and it carried on every all the progress it just looked like like in my the original the previous um 
app version of a version app um had a long like like uh, uh long long map mm-hmm. and then with this new update i had a super small uh, map to begin yeah. yeah 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 so i was like oh what the heck but um but anyway. oh and we should also mention about okay so a little caveat about you saying that you had a 365 day streak mm-hmm. so they do have what's called a streak freeze they do and so you can like be equipped with a streak freeze mm-hmm. meaning that if you do miss a day mm-hmm. your streak will be frozen and you don't lose that streak yeah um and at first i was kind of like uh it's a little bit cheating to like have the streak freeze <laughs> but it's cool because it's not like unlimited so yeah. if you just forget about it and don't do duolingo for like three four days in a row you're done. Like your yeah. streak is gone. Yeah. But if you miss one day and then you get back to it, your streak will still be there. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't just like lose that, which I think is nice. And it kind of goes along with our philosophy yeah. of like having these goals, but not letting it like control your whole life. Right. Yeah. So I, I did the math. I looked back at last year and do you know how many streak freezes I used? How many? 15. That's not bad. That's 15 days. That's not bad at all. For yeah. a whole year, you only miss 15 days. Yeah. yeah. So 15. Wow. Um, <laughs> so I started in January 12th mm-hmm. and had a good like five day run. <laughs> and then I, I had a streak freeze and then the next day I missed it. So then my my streak restarted at day one at like on January 18th. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, and then I finished like February something. If you, you know, you have to add those 15 days. That that, I, oh, that yeah. I didn't do um Duolingo. So anyway, so um I, those streak freezes were really helpful um because I kept my streak alive. Yeah. And <laughs> and so I was very glad for them. And talk about the risk, right? Like at one point um I didn't have enough gems. Actually the, the problem with uh the previous update or the previous um version of the app, um they you, you there there were not a lot of opportunities for you to earn those gems mm-hmm. in, to buy streak freezes yeah so at one point i had like no streak freezes i was like i don't have that to help me you know because yeah. i miss a day so every day i was like i have to have to do it yeah to, and now yeah. you don't even have to buy the streak freezes no sometimes you, you get rewarded yeah they just yeah. usually reward you with them and but you can only have two so like if you miss more than two days in a row then that's it that's like, so true your freeze is gone yeah um i mean your streak is gone yeah yeah uh, one of the gifts that I got from co- for completing a whole year mm-hmm. uh, in Dolingo is you get I think three streak freezes. Free. Nice, nice. That's a lot. And um, you're you're now part of the streak society. <laughs> so silly, but so cool. All it is is the title, I guess. Like there, um, you get your app. The, the icon changes into mm-hmm. like a like a fire like a birding Duolingo. Oh yeah, like a bird. Uh, <laughs> the, and and then the biggest thing is that in the leaderboard next to your name, there's a little like one plus added to it, meaning oh. that that you've been doing Duolingo for more than a year. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. And so that explains why I've seen some people um, with. That number there, I see. I see, I've, I've seen, seen like that too. Yeah, two plus. Me too. Yeah, and again with a little icon being added to that. Like, yeah, I can see cool. the bragging rights. So all it is is bragging rights. Yeah. Uh, uh that's it. <laughs> and one last thing before I have two more questions for you, but before we get to that, um, also 
I think just also the branding of Duolingo is very like cute and cool, and like uh, the mascot for it is named Duo, and it's Duo. a little owl. Yeah, very cute. It's very cute. Okay, yeah. I have two questions for you. Okay. Two more questions. First one is: Did you ever feel like quitting? Oh, good question. Uh, I. Oh my gosh, maybe. I think at one point I thought this is, I'm done. Um, okay, so that kind of goes into the why uh, this year I'm, I'm trying to do 15 minutes per okay, day. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because last year I was really, very, very focused on the year streak. Yeah. That means that's like most of the days I would just do one lesson. Which is very short. Like very three short. minutes. So just one lesson, I'm done. I got my, my streak up mm-hmm. one more day. That's it. I'm calling it for yeah. the day. So I was aware of that. That my biggest my, my, my biggest like uh, award was to get the three sixty five day streak. Yeah. And so um I think that mentally i was like i i I just i'm just doing this for the streak (laughs) yeah you know right i'm doing it for to have this podcast episode up and and ready (laughs) and titled it like i did dolingo in a year or you know for a year yeah um so yeah i think i did i think i was like done yeah uh maybe halfway or you know really yeah you were just kind of like checked out a little bit yeah Okay, my last question, which mm-hmm. is maybe like the biggest, most important question of all. Okay. Uh, does it work? So, like, what, uh, like, what's your level of French <laughs> confidence? Yeah. I mean, this is what the people want to know. Oh my gosh! And I will also share my experience because just talking about French. So, you started your French Duolingo journey with what level of French knowledge? Like nothing. Zero. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, zero, zero. Outside of Duolingo. Yeah, and okay. and um, for the, the like from 2013 and and on, I was I was on and off just doing yeah. French, very casually. Okay. Very casually, and then um, when I picked up the you know when I started doing trying to do, do the the streak last year, I had forgotten a lot. Okay. Of French. And then you also don't really have any exposure to French or. Opportunities to use French outside of Duolingo, correct? Correct, sadly. Okay, so I want to compare that to my experience of going into using Duolingo. And same with you, I have used Duolingo kind of like off and on for the last, not as long as you, for just like the last couple years. But outside of that, I have a decent amount of exposure to Spanish, yeah. opportunities to use Spanish, and I've also taken like three or four Spanish classes as well. Yeah. So I want to share our experiences with those two different like starting points. Yeah. With that background information, um, what would you say is your current French competency level? Oof. I knew you were going to ask me this question, and I think it's one of the most important questions. It is. And again, I... For... for not sure how many days, but maybe more than half of the days of of the that streak, I was just doing one lesson per day. Right. To again. So that's very minimal. To to just go for the streak and stuff. But that's um, okay. Maybe maybe the last like few months I was like, okay, I, I my the end of the year is coming up, and I really want to like have a good knowledge of French. Um, mm-hmm. I would say I would. <sighs> With all the the lessons and stuff, 
that I've taken, I would say, um, past a beginner, uh, past a beginner. Okay. So what is that? Intermediate or? Yeah, maybe like, intermediate. Maybe level one of intermediate. Okay. Um, so a little past beginner. Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, and you brought up two, two good points. If I can remember the last one, the first point you said they have no exposure of it and no opportunities to use and it. no opportunities to use yeah. it. So those are the biggest things where I have a disadvantage in. Yeah, um, I think those two are the most important things if you want to learn a language and maintain it. Okay, yeah. So uh, a little parallel thing here is yeah. I've been um, doing some like research on. Um, raising a bilingual child yes and so how do you give your child enough exposure to Mm -hmm. their second language meaning the language that isn't the majority language used in your community yeah and it comes down to from this book that i was reading comes down to two things um exposure and need Mm -hmm. and so the exposure part is obvious like they have to hear the language enough and then the need part is that they need to feel a genuine need to use Mm -hmm. the language Mm -hmm. so when you think about your experience with french your exposure was extremely low we're talking like three minutes a day yeah and then your need was zero yeah and so i think that that's still a testament though to the app and to this like you know curriculum or whatever Mm -hmm. by with with such limited exposure that you still have gained like a fair amount of competency i did yeah you know that you still have gained some knowledge of the french language yes even if it's minimal even if it's not intermediate even if it's just beginner yes like that's still something that's still an accomplishment to add to that um i i i I was aware from the beginning uh when i was exploring um Duolingo, and I was looking at the languages, that, looking at the languages that they offered, and I was I saw French and Italian were one of them, and um, I looked at Italian, I did a little bit of Italian uh, on and off, and mm-hmm. um, and French as well before getting to you know very committed this last year, uh, and I found out that because I know Spanish, there's there's a handful like a lot of let's say Spanish in Italian and in French. Mm-hmm. I know scientifically or, or whatever, like language linguistic, <laughs> linguistically. Yeah. Is that sentence doesn't make sense, but there's a lot of like Spanish. Um, what would be the, the, the proper term, like um, language embedded. Um, there's like notes if you think about coffee, I guess. Like there's like notes of Spanish in Italian and notes uh, of of uh, Spanish in French. For sure, because isn't it? And I'm not like speaking from a place of a lot of knowledge on this, but don't they all have the same root of like the Latin language? Yeah, I believe yeah, so. I think that's, so. That's why there's a lot of stuff like in French. There's the words like like tu tu. Mm-hmm. um and in spanish as well yeah and they mean the same like i think the same thing yeah and there's a lot of stuff like that where that's why i was very shocked at the very beginning when i was listening to, to stories i would see the language the 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 little sentence i'm like i could i could understand this mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like spanish-ish stuff yeah. in there yeah and, and especially in italian there's more spanish in italian than mm-hmm. in french so um that's why i, I would say that 
if you know Spanish, it's kind of like you get a like a buy one get like this language half off in a way. <laughs> yeah, you know. So I think um, a little head start. Yeah, and um, I think I read this where um, a lot of people, Spanish speaking people, can understand Italians and French speaking people like a lot mm-hmm. um but it doesn't work the other way around oh interesting so if yeah if you are speaking spanish to an italian or, or a french person they probably wouldn't understand what you're saying interesting but with yeah so the other way by the way they, you would you would catch a lot of words of like oh this and this and that yeah and put it together so um if you're a spanish-speaking person um and if you if you're like looking into french you might find that you, and you might be shocked of like, oh, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of words that are actually like straight up like Spanish. Yeah. And so it's very funny. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, again, I apologize for linguistic um, enthusiasts or like people that or are actual linguists. I, uh, yes. That that are like know more about this. And that are like, you guys are have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, that's true. We don't really. But. but I think that what I just said makes sense. Yeah. And and, it, and I think there's some truth into that, that there's some notes of of, of Spanish. And again, For sure. it goes back to the origins of, of it. And again, yeah. we don't know, but um, yeah. well, let us know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so anyway. I will say a little bit of my experience with that, with the whole like, does it work thing? So because my experience is different, that my exposure and need outside of duolingo is a lot higher yeah to the language that i'm learning um i would say that my competency level well i would i think my current spanish competency level is probably like beginning to mid intermediate Mm -hmm. um and that has a lot to do with other factors outside of Duolingo, but Duolingo has been a huge like support to that. Mm-hmm. And I think I have learned a ton. Uh, just the repetition of it mm-hmm. is one of the biggest things. For sure. And I think that Duolingo is probably the thing that has expanded my vocabulary the most. Mm-hmm. Um because just the repeated exposure to the words and seeing them in different contexts and having to speak them out loud and things like that, I think that has helped me with my vocabulary more than more than anything else. Oh yeah, it doesn't get as much into the nitty gritty of like the um, of grammar and like con- conjugation and things like that. Yeah, as like the actual classes that I've taken. Mm-hmm. But for the vocabulary, that's been the most helpful mm-hmm. thing to me. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's hugely beneficial especially if you're using it alongside other things mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah uh, repetition is a big one in duolingo uh there's so many um like lessons that i'm like okay we're spending six uh, lessons <laughs> with the same kind of like you know words or whatever and then you slowly introduce new words and and i love that yeah i love that and so i think the lingo is really really good uh with uh with that and um that's why I, we've been I've been going back to it. Yeah. You know, and yeah, so it's really good. So closing remarks here. Um, I mean, you're you're on your day what, like thirty? No, like day forty five. Forty five. Forty six, something like that. My day three eighty. Um some takeaways, some some words of wisdom or words words from uh the trenches, I guess. Like 
<laughs> I think it's fun. Um, it is really fun. It's really fun, and I think it's a cool thing to do. And even if you might not have the opportunity to practice this, I mean, that's like a big thing for you to do if you want to, you know, learn this language and stuff and, and keep it, and you know. But I think it's really, really fun. Uh, I highly recommend that. And I think it really just uh, helps your brain and, and yeah. keeps you busy. And, and it, 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 exposes, it, it exposes you to a new world. Totally. Like big time like that. Now you're able to like communicate. doesn't matter like if it's a little bit or whatever. Yeah. Like it, you're able to communicate with, with um, the people that speak that language. Mm-hmm. And I think with if I were to go back again to um, France or to a French-speaking country or place um or meet a, a french-speaking person mm-hmm. i might be able to like understand a lot of stuff yeah you know um a little side note here um i would w- love for duolingo to do a really good uh, asl mm-hmm. um lessons um that's something that i've been really into interested in learning yeah and um duolingo doesn't have that yes obviously yet, that's hopefully. yeah yeah obviously yeah it would have to be um, different and you know a different type of resource and it would be really cool if Duolingo came up with that because their lessons for the languages that, that they have have been so high quality Yeah. but if you know of one Please. if you know of a good app or resource or something let us know because um, yeah that's something that I think we both would be would yeah. want to expand our knowledge of in the future yeah and going back to um, like years ago when I was um, looking into like what's a the the most like popular languages like the people that speak this language the most and mm-hmm. you know had a list or whatever like I, I think ASL is really important mm-hmm. um, and and I, I would love to learn that and um, teach that to to Miguel and 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 use that you yeah. know and so um, I know there's a lot of um, that would open up a big big door for us to communicate with um, it, for to that community mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, I'm in search of that for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about you? Any closing remarks, thoughts? No, I, I mean, just that I think it's a really great resource and you should definitely check it out. Definitely. I highly recommend. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah. Well, I uh, hope you all enjoyed that episode. <laughs> I mean, this episode. <laughs> um, yeah, we. Uh, it was, it was fun. It was a whole year for me to uh, that I dedicated <laughs> to have this episode out. Yep. Which is nuts. Yeah. The whole year went by fast. Uh-huh. And then maybe we could um, do this again next year when uh, you reach the a yeah. year. And then maybe for me, like, two years. That'd be so cool, yeah. That'd be really, really cool. So, um, yeah, I think we're, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be good. So, um, we're now back on Instagram Oh yes! And so Facebook. finally, after you can years follow and years. us there again. I mean, we've been there, but we haven't been doing anything. Yeah, so but we that's finally a, are back. That's a good way to communicate, keep in touch. Uh, we at recently, the Polidos. Yeah, just at the Polidos, same local and everything. Uh, and yeah, we recently uh, posted some stuff um, from uh, Disneyland. From Disneyland, so mm-hmm. that was really fun. So that's where uh, you could also chat with us on the daily, on the weekly basis. Yep. And as I say. In French, je suis Adi, je parle français, un peu français, et je suis satisfait. Merci beaucoup, Duolingo. A bientôt. <laughs> See you next time. See you next time. time.
ever since I was in high school, I think I wanted to just apply a new skill, a new a new thing, so I could just like use it, right, yeah. and 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 kind of show it off to the world. And so I thought, <laughs> like, I'm thinking like juggling. I wanted to learn how to juggle, uh, <laughs> and I never really did. But I thought that'd be really cool. Yeah. Like, just boom, bust it out. Like, hey, I know how to juggle. 